the Cup of Nurses podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Cup of Nurses podcast. We are your hosts, Matt Sotrick and myself, Peter Fendero. Hi guys, doing today? For anybody that's new to the show, welcome. We are two ICU nurses here giving you a perspective on mindfulness, wellness, and um, anything nursing rela- related. Right. Um, even though we are nurses, we don't just talk about nursing stuff. We also incorporate our lives into it as well. Exactly. So let's get started. Today's podcast, what are we talking about, Peter? Well, man, we're going to talk about staying organized during nursing school, during your job, and even during outside of work. Awesome. I'm actually excited about that. I feel like when I started nursing or when I jumped into it, I felt like it'd be a nice resource to have how to get organized because I feel like I was getting organized throughout my semesters exactly. instead of like knowing right away of what to do. Right. It was kind of more like you learn as you go, you know, trial and error kind of thing. Uh, you want to start with nursing school first? Um, do you want to do clinicals? No, uh, we can do clinicals. So when you um, have clinicals, like how do you like, what, what should you bring with? Um, I know a lot of people like to have multiple bags. Um, I personally just had one bag. I just switched everything in and out. But don't carry your books to clinicals. Only books you should carry to clinicals are your, like your little med books, your nursing, nursing diagnosis and stuff. Um, definitely the syllabus. So you're prepared ahead of time. So you kind of know what's expected of you. Yeah, um, definitely beforehand and get organized. If your clinicals don't provide you with anything, I would have like the report sheet, something that's um, structural for you. And we'll talk about the report sheet staying organized at yeah. work. So main thing you should get have is some kind of a binder, you know, filled with your care pl- care plans and your syllabus and something to write on. Your assessment sheets, references. Um, it could be like your references that school gave you that are like on a piece of paper or like book references. Yeah. You can have like these clip in little books to look at for meds and all the diagnoses, but I just carry little books with me. Yeah. I definitely had that. And then I had the lab book. Oh yeah. so anything usually my clinical instructor was really strict on me. So we would talk about what is this lab for? How does it differ? Why is it if it's high? What happens if it's low? And also I had like the, um, the pharmacological one. Yeah. So before giving any kind of meds, I had to sit down and write down my meds or what were the side effects because he would kind of drill us on that before we give meds. Yeah, exactly. And also if you could find like a rationale book, I'm not sure if you had it, but in the back of my medication book or maybe it was my care plan book, there was like rationales. Or you look at the nursing diagnosis and it'll give you like a rationale for why would you do things or why would you get certain meds. Yeah. Because now you got to know what kind of meds you're given, you also got to know why. Yeah. You know? And it's it's hard to know like right on top of your head. I mean, it's always good to go back on a reference. Yeah. Um, and definitely when you're in clinicals, the, the things you have to bring on top of everything else, like the books, is definitely a pen light. Mm-hmm. You got to check your pupils. I would bring a pen or two, maybe a highlighter if you need it, just to highlight something. And definitely a stethoscope, yep, standard, and uh, maybe some scissors. I feel like sometimes I cut stuff at work. Oh, definitely, they there's, come very handy. Yeah, there's days where I forget my scissors in clinical, and I was like, damn, I can really some scissors. And like, yeah. a lot of people do forget scissors. Even on the job, people forget scissors, and you're like, hey, do you have scissors? No, it's like, I guess I gotta open up a little box to get the scissors. Oh, from like the the little kits that you do wound care right. from, like a suture removal kit. You would just take them out of there, but you know, you gotta do something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the. That covers pretty well, like how to stay organized in clinicals. Um, definitely time your day if you're in clinicals, right. what you got to do when. So time your meds. I feel like that's a huge learning curve, like prioritizing if you're in clinicals. So. Exactly, because clinicals isn't only in the hospital work. You're gonna need to do like care plans. You may need to do some papers. You're gonna have homework outside the clinicals. Yeah. Know? What so? What about like um, starting nursing school? Let's start probably with like the syllabus. I feel like. 
that's the heart, right? That's the Bible is what they call in college, right. the syllabus. Yeah, I mean, definitely, you should definitely have some kind of a calendar. Um, it could be electrical or handwritten calendar, but definitely look at your syllabus dates. When you have your exams, write that down so you have a mental note in it and a physical copy of it. Then you got to plan for you know, when you have class. You know, write that down. You got to plan for um, when the papers are due. And you also got to see how much time you have available in between classes. You know, because you, you let a guy schedule yourself for literally everything. Yeah, including exams, tests. You might, after you get out of clinicals, you're going to have like those little care plans that you got to do. I don't know how you had them, but we had to like draw them out on a giant sheet of paper, which sucked. Yeah, I forgot what those are called. It looks like a web kind of thing. Or no, it's like boxes. It's a care plan. Care plan, but there's like another name for, for that kind of a care plan. Like we do with boxes. Oh, there's I see. There's ways you could do it, you know. Our med surgeon instructor just liked it that way. That's yeah. the way he kind of followed it. So, yeah. um, And definitely on top of having a syllabus and staying organized, personally for me what worked out in nursing school was having a study buddy or just like a friend where you could kind of bounce off ideas. Right, that's always good. Um, that could be anything from a group chat. I like a group chat. Mm -hmm. That's what we did. So we stayed on track of like, hey, exam is due this date. Hey, don't forget to do this. And we were like each other's like reminders. So we kind of were able to kind of you know, stay organized like that. Um, exam dates, we even met up sometimes. We rented out like a library, like the study rooms. I really like that because we had a whiteboard there. We mm -hmm. could draw, um, drop things down. We had a monitor we could just hook up with HDMI cable and we could, you know, do PowerPoints like that. So definitely study buddy is a good idea to have. Yeah, that's cool. I really like going to those study rooms, those cubbies, but they weren't always available. So you got kind of got to plan ahead for those. Um, I don't know how your college did it, but we would call and you could actually reserve them for a certain time and you'd show up with an idea and, you know, you go to, but and definitely, they're pretty popular. And definitely sp specific times in the mm -hmm. semester, they will get booked out. Definitely for finals, right. midterms, little things like that, those um, study rooms get booked. So yeah. plan accordingly. Exactly. If, during like the, uh, the finals or midterms, a lot of classes are open. So if you're pretty cool with your professor or professor from a different class, like English class or, or another class, you can always ask, hey, is it okay if I borrow your room for, I'm going to be over here like around 8 p.m. I can just have it for like an hour so they would leave the door open. Yeah. Where'd you like studying? What was your go-to? Um, study rooms, definitely. Study rooms? Yeah. Like study rooms. Same with like classrooms too. A lot of times um, my girlfriend would, uh, or my, yeah, my girlfriend would open up like a, or two talk to a professor. Yeah. And um, she he'd have a room open for us. He'd leave the door open and just, hey, can you lock on your way out? Like, yeah. Yeah. Because we may have like maybe like four or five study rooms and they'd always get booked during finals. So I like doing that. That was pretty cool. Did you have to like switch up your environments? So like you could go to Starbucks, but you only could crank out. Oh, definitely. X amount of hours of work to you. You're just like, I have to like switch my environment. Yeah, same. Even now, I like to do a little bit of work at home, a little bit of work at Starbucks. Um, you know, I, I like, I need to change my environment because then I just feel like I'm thinking over, I'm thinking about the same thing over and over again. I just kind of get stuck. And I feel like change environment clears your head. You get a little bit of that break in between changing environment. You know, yeah. so it's always helpful. Or definitely when you become self-aware, you're just like, okay, I'm being on my phone too much. My, my focus is not there anymore. Right. I have to switch it up. Yeah. So what about like, um, let's bounce back to like lecturing now. Lecture. So um, anything from studying, test material, anything class related. So there, you could take notes different way. Some people like, you know, look at the PowerPoints on a computer, writing notes on a PowerPoint. Some people like typing out what the teacher's saying, or some people just like handwritten notes. What I did was I printed out the PowerPoints and I wrote handwritten notes. That's what I personally like doing. I brought my laptop a few times, but I couldn't type fast enough. I think I did both as well. So I originally I was doing 
I downloaded the PowerPoint, came to class, and underneath the PowerPoint, you know that little section you could write? I used to take all the notes. For one, yeah, you can't type as fast. No, probably, you could probably type just as fast. But I feel like when I write things down, for some reason, I retain information yeah. better. So I was one of those old school people that used to just write literally everything that was on the board, including the PowerPoint. Exactly. So Yeah, but, another thing that helped was uh, different colors. Like I'd say I write in black ink, and then if a teacher would say, hey, she'd reinforce what you just said, and, and somebody that would tell you, like, hey, this is going to be an exam, so you write in red so you know uh, to look at it again, or even you highlight it, just something that you went over, like, a lot. Yeah. If teacher's going over it over and over again, you know, that's probably something that's going to be an exam. Yeah, and you could col- color code a lot of things, like even in pharmacology, like specific meds, like cardiac, respiratory, right. whatever it is, you could kind of, like, remember things, like, you know, um, and, like, cholinergic, anticholinergic, you could separate those and color coordinate them like blue and red, yellow exactly. and orange, whatever. Mm-hmm. And let's just say you're taking an exam, like you're gonna have that little light, like oh, that's color yellow, and right. you're gonna be able to associate that with what it is. Yeah, especially the the like if you're a visual learner, you associate the vision of the color to the actual, you know, the word or like the. Like, do you, like do you think the brain somehow retains information like that better? I think so because everyone has a different learning styles. True. And even like I like writing it because. Like I learn it through listening and I learn it through writing it myself and I learn it through seeing it. There's like three ways. Yeah. And then on top of having highlighters, little sticky notes are like awesome. Even if it's like a post note in a page. And I used to do that for, let's just say a chapter, because sometimes the teacher would tell you, hey, read chapters nine through 12, but 14 and 15, you could skim. Mm -hmm. And sometimes let's just say you're taking your book and you're out with your, I'm not going to say friends. You're out somewhere doing things, family event. You take your book just to study. Sometimes you're gonna be able to just look at your post note, see what's going on, instead of carrying a syllabus and having everything. And also, those sticky notes, you could start doing it for like, let's just say, you know, the nursing diagnosis book you had for mm-hmm. clinicals. Let's just say you have like the nursing diagnosis for acute pain, and you use pain a lot. It could be through different patients or ineffective breathing pattern. Once you have that post note there. You could hurry up and flip there and have it done quicker. It's just being efficient, you know, on exactly. top of staying organized. Exactly. Um, I also, for my post notes, I always put like, you know, respiratory exam Friday, February 20, 21st or whatever. And so I'm, and I like put it on my computer or like on my wall. So yeah. I wake up and I see it. And it keeps like a mental note of things. Yeah. And then how are you staying organized like um, outside of school? Outside of school? Um, well, I figured I sleep for like six, eight hours a day. So I have about like 12 hours left. To do, to do stuff so I kind of try to plan time wise like if I would go to school I would be like hey I have class from 8 to 12 you know then I'm going to try you know have like a lunch break in between and study from like let's say 1 to like 3 on cardiac and then let's do like have another break and school like 4 to 5 study something else and I would divide my day into hours you know that way I stay on track that way I'm now studying one thing for like 4 hours and now I'm behind on another like on another subject yeah, I also wished I learned how to use like a whiteboard, let's just say. Yeah. And you could buy whiteboards or like dash them down Monday to Friday. And you could plan out your whole week of what you want to do. Or let's just say you want to do it per day every two days. Like you have like a checklist on the whiteboard, what you got to get done when you're home and just like cross things off. Right. Not only does that like, that feels good for the brain or for you, like mentally, like, yes, mm-hmm. one thing off the checklist. But also it keeps you on track, focus, like I know the girls used to have like the planner. That was a big thing. I didn't have a planner personally. Same. I, When I look back at things, I wish I did. Because I feel like those girls that did, 
there's there are the ones when you're like in a on the unit you see them actually using it right. and it comes in handy it does it does but instead i use different things mm-hmm. now so yeah um i wish i would have utilized more of like a like google calendar or some kind of a calendar on my phone and set um like tasks that i got to do because i would just mentally look at the time and be like hey i got outside till three and once hit three i would switch over i think it would be a lot easier for me if i like had a calendar on my phone and it would alarm me, hey, it's four o'clock, time to move on to that. Because a lot of times I'd be like, I'll just do this for half an hour longer. And sometimes I would fall behind. Yeah, and you like you know? lose productivity. Exactly. I feel like I wasn't as efficient as I could have been in nursing school. Yeah. Especially with working, like, wow, I was like, sometimes I feel like I was like, just getting by. And that's what it feels like. Like nursing school is just like mentally degrading. Like it's like, it pushes you beyond your limits. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're going to utilize like every minute of your day studying, doing something because. So it's, it's a lot of work to do, man. You could try like bullet journaling, or like you said before, where you write down tasks, and when you finish one, you cross it out. You yeah. know, that gives you a little bit of a motivation, or it makes you feel good. Like, yeah, I just got this done. I mean, I got four more things to do, and then when you hit the third one, you're like, nice, I got one more thing to do, and I'm done. So that helps a lot of people. I think I might have done that a few times, and it really helped me mentally. Yeah, because if you like in nursing school, if you like say, every, this is all I got to do this week, or everything I got to do, like. In the next couple of days, like you get mentally frustrated because you're right. just like, there's just too much. So just like a big goal that you have in life, it's better to like break it down in small steps and tackle it, right? Exactly. You want to set small goals and large goals because obviously large goals take a long time to accomplish. Yeah. So in the meantime, you're going to feel like, hey, I'm not getting it done yet. Like why it's taking so long? You want to set like short term goals in between then. Because then you feel like if you just feel good, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm it's like, a, like walking upstairs. You know, get a few done and you feel good, you know, because you're almost at the top. Yeah, I agree with that one. And let's bounce back to saying organized on a job. Is where we probably currently have the most experience or it's fresh in our minds. Yeah, I mean, um, I we've been in nurses for what, a little over two years now? You've, yeah. been, you've been a little over two years. I'm about to hit my two-year mark. And the more you do nursing, the more days you have, the better you get at planning ahead because you kind of know what's going on and what happens when and who comes at what time and you just you just have better time management because you learn and grow over time. Definitely. Yeah. So how does how do you like plan your day? Let's just say so. Um, I like to make go ahead. like beginning of shift. What we do is sometimes you run late and you're just like you just jump into it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nurses that come in they like read things prior. I personally don't do it because I don't have time or I don't come early enough but we say our prayers we do a huddle right what happened and then we just kind of walk out i usually like to grab my stickers i have like this report sheet mm-hmm. i take the patient's stickers and i cut it up really? I make a nice little perfect line i'm a little ocd about that i'll admit it right now yeah it's okay man so yeah and from there what i do is grab the nurse and i'll we'll go get report that's how things starts um, so maybe you want to talk about how we, we give each other report to like different nurses. Um, I like to be straight, simple to the point. Um, if it's our nurse that was there that morning, I just do strictly updates. Usually I tell them, you know, um, still anal times four, give them the blood pressures, give them heart rates, um, things like that. You know, you want to give them the output. If the lung sounds are the same, they're, they're the same. But you, you could skip over like the lines because, I mean, how often unless a line gets pulled. Yeah. You don't really got to do all the nitty-gritty. Just just updates. Be like, hey, patient, my heart hypertensive like twice overnight. We gave him this medication. He's better. Give him like an overview, but only stick to things that changed. You know, don't go over stuff that's been going on like, you know, every day, every day. If they got a bronc last night, you want to tell them they got bronc. Like just stick to the main topics. You know, I don't want to hear that, hey, um, 
the patient's mom came and, you know, she was, you know, she said she went to the store and bought something, you know, and she wanted to show me. Like, no one cares about that, like the social and yeah. socializing. But also, let's just say you had a lot of recommendations on nights that you give to Daners and she'll take care of it. Like, hey, I think they should cut the fluids. They've been running at this rate 150.9 for like two days. And you get an update. You're like, yeah, well, the doctor didn't want to change it because this or the doctor changed it to this. So you want to give them like little events of what each physician that was consulted did. Right. That's kind of good. Or like, hey, he's still having fevers. Like, and you're just wondering what an infectious disease did today. Oh, they reordered blood cultures. We got another like um, UA to take care of. Like things like that. Right, that yeah. like engages your um, like care of like how your night's going to go. Yeah, because we're night shift nurses. So we kind of have more time to read notes and get a little bit more in depth. Um, so you kind of got to let day shift know. Well, or don't the, get false hopes. I feel like sometimes we get busy. We too, do, we do. It's like a day shift, night shift. They're like, oh, they always have time. Yeah, I mean, we don't always have time, but I'm saying a lot of times we do read over notes. We do have a little bit more extra time. And depending on the notes, maybe there's something I think should be done. So I, I would tell them, be like, hey, this guy hasn't had a bronch in like, let's say like two months and he's just, he sounds pretty bad, you know, and in dry secretions, we're not able to get him out. Can you like pass on and one do rounds that maybe we need, needs a bronch, you yeah. know? So things like that, you kind of have like a good overview, I feel like. I agree with that one. And let's just say it's a new nurse, like the way I do things, the way I give report at least. So I have like this awesome sheet that I use. Maybe I'll somehow try to provide a reference for it. Um, I start by like the name, you know, the little nitty gritty stuff, age and all that. And I jump into the doctors of who's on the case. And um, after I do that, I tell them why they came here. After that, I'll go into the history because the history will paint a picture of like why these events happen. Right. If the nurse knows that the patient has like chronic kidney disease and I tell her throughout what happened, oh, did that patient got dialysis twice? Then they'll kind of figure it out instead of like thinking like, why did he get dialysis? Or is it like a acute kidney injury? Right. So I do that. Then I start from like the date that they came to the date that they is like current, like mm -hmm. what's going on. Yeah, the patient's been here, rapid response is called this day, we went on BiPAP, blood gas showed a pH of 7.2, we intubated because of the CO2 was above 60. They just like paint a picture of how the events led to where the patient is in the ICU, unless it was a direct, and just little significant events, like right. hey, patient had a thoracentesis on this date, this much was removed, and chest x-ray shows this now, or couple days later patient is off paralytics still not following commands we're going to do another dialysis so just kind of like provide them the steps leading to the care then i like to go from like head to toe so neuro the patient is alert or following commands we jump into respiratory how are the lungs what are the vent settings i go into cardiac you know tell about the um, the monitor heart rates um, where the edema is usually right. right what else is for cardiac Say blood pressure, heart rate. Blood pressure, or like if they're on any pressors. Mm -hmm. Actually, I leave the lines for later. Then I go into diuretics. Like, you know. Yeah, GI. During GI, I talk about the tube feedings if they're on any, because this is the ICU. Then I go into like um, GU. So Foley's in. This is the output or marginal. What renal do? What what meds were added? And then I go into. I'm blanking out here. After renal, I like go into skin, mm -hmm. checks. I go into my um, lines of what the patient has. I go into all the pumps of what's going on. So Levo at this much, Fentanyl at 75, vasopressin is running, whatever the case might be. 
then I run into like lab values. Yeah. Anything after that, I'll talk about the family because that's kind of important too. You know, they're in the ICU, like who the power of attorney is, right. and maybe you know the family's this way or whatever the case might be. And that that kind of paints the pictures. And then I just maybe do some outliers, exactly. gossip at the end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, everybody likes that. Right. Yeah, it's a good report sheet. You know, um, I rely heavily on my report sheet. It's very similar to yours, except maybe two systems are interchanged. Um, but yeah, I I love my report sheet. It's a great resource. Um, it's a good thing to look at. It's a good thing to write stuff down too. Right. Because um, like outputs for me sometimes I forget. If you have two patients, one out, patient with output was one hundred, the other one one fifty, and I got busy in another room. Now I forgot which ones. You know, sometimes what I do is I take a dry erase marker and spread it on the window like one hundred. Yeah. So I know for future reference. So I just write it on my report sheet. And then you want to ask the nurse or when you're giving a report when you're getting it like if there's like a specific lab value to be drawn like a Vanco at yeah. this time or hey, there's a CT in the morning. Because then you could organize your night like, hey, I got to do this, this, then. I'm not going to have time to do this in the morning because I got to take a patient on a CT scan. Yeah. Or you could let other nurses know so they have time to um, watch your patient. All right. Yeah, so. the same way you set goals kind of life, you kind of want to set goals during your job. Like you want to have like short-term goals like like meds done by 10, dressings by 11, um, you know, down for CT or, or an x-ray at midnight or even later on at 4 a.m. You kind of want to plan accordingly right. too. Uh, I say always try to be ahead of the game. Um, are you rather sit later and get something done, done now? Because you never know. You might be stuck in a patient room. Something, something might happen, and then next thing you know, it's an hour passed by, hour and a half, and you're like, "Damn, now I'm behind." Right. Especially if it, if you have an empty bed, you know, you want to make sure all your stuff's done for other patients because you always expect an admission. Yeah, and that's what I like to do too. I try to batch my work as yeah. well. I feel like when you're night two or three, start forgetting like. You're in the room, you're like, damn it, I forgot to grab the thermometer. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I didn't grab this med. So sometimes you're pacing back and forth and it makes you so inefficient. So definitely like batch your work. Like, okay, I'm going to go into the room, grab tubing. This tubing is almost done. Let me check that and batch it up, meds, whatever I can check. Grab everything together, go in there, take care of all the work because right. it makes you so much more productive. Yeah, especially ice rooms. Like, oh, yeah, like I still do it till this day. You know, you go in an ISO room, uh, you thought you have everything, you got all your meds, you go in a room, and then you, you, now a guy has a G-tube and you got crushed meds, you don't got a med crusher. You look out the hallway, no one's there, you're like, damn, I got a gown. That's the worst, when you're like yeah. in a gown and you're just kind of right. like waving somebody down exactly. and nobody's there. You come back, get the med crusher, you've gone up again, G, the tube feet's running out. God damn, you know, got to get out of the room again, no one's there, and you just got to re on like four times, and you're sweating there, and you're getting frustrated because this would have done. 10 minutes ago, if I, you know, would have brought yeah. everything. And these isolation gowns feel like jumpsuits, guys. Exactly. Especially when the patient good. is cold and you got to crank up the temperature. Yeah. Like trash bags, man. It's ridiculous. It's like a trash bag while you're doing things at work. And you're stressing about the patient's current state of being or like their blood pressure. So right. you're kind of, your temperature is going up itself and you're getting hot in there. So yeah. another ha- good habit to do is reorganize your room for your liking. A lot of times... You know, these rooms are messy. You have stuff everywhere. You have like yeah. gauze in one area. You know, you have literally syringes in one area. Meds are in like the cabinet, but they're all, you know, all over the place. Just do it how you want it. You know, make, make the room yours. And that way you know where everything is. And it doesn't take you 10 minutes to find something. I agree. Or you leave the ISO room and you come back and you, you have the gauze, right? Two inches to your left, but you just didn't feel, feel like looking over there. You know, <laughs> or under a box, you know? It does happen. There's so yeah. much random events like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but it happens, man. You just... Even like, let's just say you're getting admission, I like to pre-plan as well. So I set up my room, I grab everything small, like uh, for the ICU at least, MRSA swab, the gluc- uh, is ready, temperature's ready, the little foams for the sacrum, for the heels, 
um, little blood pressure cuff. I like push the bed back. I get a sliding board. I make sure the bed is zeroed. So definitely doing things. Everything is in place. Let's just say if you're getting a vented patient, I like to have three suction canisters ready to go. Everything's hooked up. Because then like you get a patient in, the nurses kind of come in. They have everything there and they're helping you out. And it's like this one single system of just getting the patient ready and everybody knows what they're doing. Only thing is, and we like to do a, the chlorhexidine bath. Same. That's the last thing I do. If the patient's coming, I'm going to go grab it just so it's nice and warm. Mm-hmm. Just for their being, because, you know, that stuff gets cold really quick. Yeah, same. We usually wash them up when we're hooking them up. You know, take off their old stickers, wash them up, new stickers on, you know, hook them up, all that jazz. You know, yeah. you just get into a rhythm. Yeah. So what about outside of work? How are you organized and what kind of tips would you give? Um Google Calendar or some kind of calendar on your phone. I think that's pretty revolutionary. Yeah. And that's what me and Peter used to stay organized with like podcasting work. Because you work three days and you work nights and I don't got to ask him like, hey, when do you want to meet? Like, or when do you I, work? I actually have his email synced up. I open it up. Okay, Peter's free on this day to meet up. And I'll just text him, hey, we should meet up. And we could kind of like book it in the calendar exactly. and we kind of know what's going on. So Yeah, we put it in and set a timer for an hour ahead and then we kind of know. And it could be anything. You could do appointments on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, like, let's just say I pay all my bills at the end of the month. So the 25th of every single month I have a set up. I get a little reminder that says pay your bills. Yeah, that's And cool. it'll remind you every day if you want to do that. And then, like, let's just say you pay them, you could unmark it. Because it's still hanging there every single day till you get that task right. done. So that's really convenient. Yeah, I think the best feature is you're able to share a calendar. You got all people on the same calendar, and you you see everyone's schedule. You know, especially if you have a buddy that you work with, like like I do with Matt. You know, we put everything on there. We know exactly what's going on where. Or even if you have a girlfriend and you guys mm-hmm. want to like find out when you guys are working or what's going on, because sometimes you guys are unable to communicate because of life, right. work, and she could just hop on there too. Yeah, and you guys see it. Just real quick on a side note, another thing for um, organization on the job is definitely line recs. We didn't really talk about that. You know, you want to follow your lines, make sure it's the right medication, and you make sure you know where it's going to. Oh, you know, definitely. Like, That's during, like, report, yeah. Yeah, so label your lines, label your pumps. Um, the way I do it is I label the pump um, where it's going to. So I would write RA for a right atrium if it's going, or I would put, like, intro or, like, you know, pick. Just so I know where it's going. And, I, and on the tubing where it goes to the patient, like, where you screw it in, I would take a little white paper, write the actual medication. That way, you know, you don't got to follow it all the way to the patient every time you just gotta just look on it and what it is that makes sense mm-hmm. and definitely label like hey fentanyl levo vaso put a sticker on the pump yeah and the line just so if you're disconnecting or switching things you know where things are and also before you're out of the room during the report check your pumps man because if there's like 10 minutes left of like levo fed and you're in another room and it's beeping and it's change of shift. The nurses are busy. That patient's blood pressure is going to drop. And yeah. it's your responsibility. Yep. Sometimes they don't have an A-line. And another thing which I learned that I have to start doing more and I have is checking how often that blood, blood pressure recycles. Because mm-hmm. if you have medication that are running, they don't have a continuous A-line. Sometimes by accident, the blood pressure is every hour when it right. should be every 15 at exactly. least. And I like it. And pump is beeping. Blood pressure is not set every 15 or there's no parameters to notify you if it's under 90. You're looking a little bit of a trouble. So you right. got to be OCD and like on top of exactly. that stuff. That's why I love my A-lines. You know, you get the blood pressure continuously and you draw your labs off it. So, so convenient, so clutch. 
if it's I, working. Right. I wish everyone had an A-line. I wish they put an A-line right when they get to the hospital. Yeah. All That's right. So cool. Well, I know you're excited about nursing. Let's finish staying organized outside of the hospital for those that do not work there. So we talked about Google Calendar. Mm-hmm. I also like my Apple Notes. So even like, let's just say I hop into the gym, I open up my Apple Notes in the gym. I have my workouts of what I'm working out today how much my past sets were, or my goals, just so I'm progressively overloading or right. what I'm hitting. Oh, I didn't hit it good this week. Well, next week I'll do better because I'll write it down. Um, grocery shopping, I'll have like a to-do list mm-hmm. throughout my day of what I want to get done. You know, and I check mark it too for there you go. gratification. Yeah. Or if I'm in the house, I'm missing mustard or I'm missing ham, I'll like write it in on that to-do list. Right. So I'm in a grocery store, I open it up, I know what to buy. I'm not like thinking and like, Pacing back and exactly. forth of what I need. Yeah, have a uh, note section on your note um, app. Have it say groceries. And every time you think of something, write it down. Don't say you can do it later because you're going to end up forgetting. So definitely do that. Also, make time for, for free time. You know, you need some time alone. You need time for do things that you like. If you like playing sports, go play some sports. Make sure you make time for that. If you like going to the gym, like Matt does over here with his biceps, you know, make, make time for the gym. You know, but do something that you enjoy doing because you don't want to just go to work and come home and just, just lay on the couch and just repeat over and over again because like it gets boring and you get frustrated. You know you gotta you gotta enjoy life. You know I agree. You can't live. You can't work forever. You're gonna die. I'm gonna see you in the hospital with an elevator. <laughs> and I'm gonna throw you to Matt. Then we could keep you alive, on. huh? Yeah, and I'll keep you alive and give you a trach. So if you don't move around, we're gonna give you a trach right away. What's a trach for those that don't know? A trach. It's basically a hole in your trachea. And you and could breathe. You could be hooked up like to a ventilator. Your lungs could be completely trash, and yeah. you'll that machine will still breathe for you. Yeah. If, if I see you guys in a hospital and you guys say you work out once a month or move around once a month, I'm gonna give you a trick right away. I'm gonna sign you up. I'm gonna call my doctor. Yeah. So to prevent that, make sure you guys have a living will <laughs> or somewhere in your po- uh, document that right. says I do not want to be intubated right. or tricked. <laughs> DNI, do not intubate. Exactly. Because you got Peter over here that will do that. Keep you alive. Keep you alive, man. Do anything. No, no POA, no problem. No POA, no problem. Uh, well, yeah, basically because the hospital has the right to kind of push everything to be done right. if you have no documentation, right? Yeah, because we just don't know what to do. You know, we can't like can't let you die and have a family member come and be like, no, we want him alive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sue you guys because you guys should have him alive. So we're to keep you alive. That's, enough, all means. that's a full topic of just like those crazy situations of I don't know what to do because there's no documentation. But know, it says it's yeah. this case and you're just like, Geez, why is their life so stressful exactly. at work? Yeah. So you got to throw ethics in there and be like, I got to keep them alive until somebody comes over here. Yeah. You know. All right. I think that summarizes what we wanted to talk about when it comes to organizing, right? Yeah. So to summarize, um, staying organized in nursing school, definitely syllabus. Figure out the way you want to learn, right? Yep. Between lectures, PowerPoints versus notes. Yeah, clinicals, stay organized, bring your stuff. Don't be late because they'll drill you on that. I remember when I was late, it was another world. Um, I was a clinical. Yeah. Blink clinical is ridiculous. Have a study buddy um, at work. Just be a little OCD about things. Yeah. We should, I can make an episode about med surge because I did that before. Yeah. But definitely ICU or any like progressive um, step up unit. Right. Yeah, just set times, set goals. You know, just be organized like remind yourself of things write stuff down if you like doing that but just you know try and do it do things as soon as possible so don't write down your outputs later write it down now don't change your things later change them now exactly all right guys if you guys like this show please subscribe give us a rating we'll see you guys next week take care yep have a blessed day guys bye